Good evening. This is a reading of a poem called We Went to Aden. We went to Aden ahead of our dreams. The moon was shining on the wing of a crow. We gazed at the sea. For whom does the sea toll these bells to let us hear our own rhythms? We went to Aden in advance of our history. The Yemen was mourning Imrul Qais, erasing images and chewing the cut leaves. Didn't you realize, friend, that we were following the Caesar of our time? We went to the poverty-stricken paradise of the Fakirs, so as to open windows in the rocks. We are besieged by tribes, friend, stricken by misfortunes. Yet we didn't trade the bread of the trees for the enemy's loaf. Aren't we still entitled to believe in our dreams and to doubt this homeland? To me... This poem was quite interesting to research because there was a few things in there that I wasn't sure of what they meant and a few things in there which I, I kind of knew about um, but I just wanted to uh, learn more about. Now, um, Aden, or as it's written in English, Aden, is a port city located in Yemen and the mention of paradise in the poem may refer to the theory that Aden is where the word Eden, as in Garden of Eden, comes from. It is thought by some that this is where the Garden of Eden truly was. And so the Yemen, the origins of this paradise, mourns Imrul al-Qais. But who was he? He was an Arab poet who lived before the Islamic period. He is credited with writing the first of the seven legendary Arab poems known as Al-Mu'allaqat, or The Hanging Ones. The reason they were so-called is disputed. One theory is that they were written on long pieces of linen and suspended from Al-Kaaba, the temple of the pagan Arabs, now the holiest site in Islam. Another, more likely theory is that it was figurative, the poems would hang in someone's mind. Imru al-Qais's poem was called Let Us Stop and Weep. It was about a man visiting the ruins of a home and lamenting the loss of his beloved. As a poem, it is full of poetic comparisons, and it shifts from one theme to the next. Darwish, referring to Imru al-Qais as the Caesar of our time, makes his influence on Arabic poetry and on Darwish himself, very clear. This poem itself is a lamentation. We are besieged by tribes and stricken by misfortunes. The cut leaves which are being chewed during this morning are a popular herbal plant in the Yemen as well as the east coast of Africa. They are a stimulant drug which can cause euphoria and loss of appetite. Looking at Darwish, a slightly messy, bespectacled intellectual, you would not think of him as a mystic. Yet the poem evokes a sense of mysticism, for it mentions the poverty-stricken paradise of the fakirs. The word fakirs, taken from the Arabic word faqir, means someone who is materially poor. It was adopted in India as a word to describe people who lead simple, non-material lives for spiritual reasons. In regards to Arabic and the Islamic faith, it refers to the practitioners of Sufi Islam 
a very mystical and spiritual interpretation of this faith. Islam as a faith is closely connected to the Arabic language and has changed the fate of the Arabs as a people. In fact, the importance of the Quran as a scripture pushed the Arabs to develop their writing into the beautiful scripts that we see today. Before then, the poems such as the Ma'allaqat were largely passed down by word of mouth. They were part of a strong oral tradition. The roots of Arabic poetry precede the Islamic faith and have grown through it. To me, the poem is an homage to these very roots.